Welcome to The Faith Retriever, fetching the good news for your family, a show that deepens our relationship with Jesus Christ by connecting listeners with the local church. Now, here's Deacon Eric Page. Hello and welcome to The Faith Retriever. Today, we are blessed to be with Father Jim Lee, pastor of St. Michael Parish in Olympia. Father Lee has served in many leadership roles in the Archdiocese of Seattle, including as the spiritual formation coordinator for our formation program for permanent deacons. I've been blessed to know Father Lee for many years, and despite all of his many accomplishments as a pastor and a leader in the diocese, I think the thing that he offers that we should pay attention to most today is his deep intimacy and relationship with Jesus. And that is going to inform our conversation today because we're going to be talking about how, as Catholics, we can celebrate Advent in a way that not only deepens our relationship with Jesus, but also evangelizes our families and friends and draws them into a relationship with Him. Welcome, Father Lee. Thank you, Deacon Eric. It's great to be with you once again. I always appreciate spending time with you. Quick question for you as we get started, just for to set the level for everyone, could you tell us how to describe the season of Advent? We, you know, we all know that it's a period that comes before Christmas, but there's more to it than that, right? Yeah, it's all about shopping, isn't it? <laughs> and getting your Christmas cards done and making sure you have your tree up and all the decorations outside. Not so much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, the great season of Advent begins the, the new church year, the liturgical year, and begins the great mystery of um, Christ coming in the flesh um, for our salvation. So Advent is this opening up, if you will, um, the springtime in many ways uh, for the beginning of the church year. So Advent really focuses us on preparation, both for the coming of Christ at Christmas and also for Christ's second coming at the end of time. And so often the first Sunday of Advent and the, certainly Christ the King or have an apocalyptic feel to them, a, an opening up to this great mystery of, of completion at the end of time. That's really helpful to hear, especially this idea of the apocalyptic or lifting of the veil and revealing this mystery that's going to come at the end of time. It seems a little bit more, oh, I would say, serious in some ways than we tend to approach it. I mean, you know, it's a wonderful thing to have a fun shopping season, but it just seems like this whole spirit of Advent is different than that of the shopping and the hustling and moving around. And as a pastor of a parish, how do you work with your uh, parishioners and kind of encourage them to, to kind of reorient their expectations around this time of year? Well, certainly through through preaching, through the pastor's notebook, and, um, and then one of the things that we try to do when we enter into Advent is the environment within both our gathering space and the sanctuary of the church to look very different. Right. Um, so as to the lights are dimmed, um, there are no flowers, there's more greens. Um, the environment is simple yet elegant. And then the mood of the, of the music itself changes yeah. and um, so it's uh, especially at the beginning of Advent it's much more quiet um, there's a sense even though we we sing there's a a, a beautiful tone to it right. that has almost like a, a longing yeah. in, in the music itself and certainly O Come O Come Emmanuel is one of those signature songs for for Advent. 
it, it really is. And I, I remember when I first became Catholic and I encountered the way that we celebrated the season of Advent. At first, I was surprised because of what I was used to was the sort of visual experience that we get when we're celebrating Christmas, which is, of course, reds and greens, but also lots of lights and mm. lits and, you know, things that we associate with the shopping season and all, and the rush and the hustle and all the hassles of it all. And at first, the disconnect was hard for me, but then mm. I found this is kind of nice, you know. That yeah, isn't it? It is. It is. It's kind of beautiful and um, the the sort of gentle way of Advent is kind of a nice thing, especially in a time when, you know, we're rushing around so much and and we just kind of feel that pressure because I know, at least in my own experience, the time of December, which is in our culture kind of celebrated as sort of the holiday shopping season in many ways, you've got office Christmas parties to contend with, you've got Christmas cards to send, you've got, you know, children's concerts to go to, you've got all the other things you have to do at work too, if you want to take leave, you mm. usually have to plan ahead and make sure that your work is up, up to speed. And so there's this enormous busyness. And one of the things that I think a lot of people need is a little bit of calm and peace. Mm -hmm. And Do you have ways that you use in kind of your interactions with your staff and with your team here, you know, both in the school and at St. Michael Parish to kind of help them bring some of that calm and peace into their life during this time? Yeah. Well, one of the things that has been really helpful for us and for myself personally, you know, throughout the years is to really encourage people to take time for prayer, to take time for silence. Here, here in the parish, we, we do an epiphany party. So we don't do a Christmas party. We don't do, we really focus on, on Advent. We focus on praying together. Um, uh, we, we focus on the daily readings, which throughout Advent, I find are some of the most beautiful, mm -hmm. beautiful readings, especially from the prophet Isaiah. So it, certainly down at the school, um, this past Monday, we uh, blessed the Advent wreaths mm -hmm. for each of the classrooms. And then each day during Advent, um, they'll pray an Advent prayer. And then each week, light you know, uh, the second and the third candle. Uh, this year, we're blessed because Advent is a full four weeks long. Yeah. So our children will be in the school for three whole weeks of Advent, which is, yeah. which is a real blessing. And I think that helps kind of set the stage as well for their families to right. really focus more on, let's not put the Christmas tree up right after Thanksgiving. Let's right. wait at least a couple of weeks, you know. Right. So. Well, and all of what you're describing there is kind of a helpful model for us in our own homes because, you know, the first thing you described is the way that you move that, the Christmas party to the Epiphany mm -hmm. time is very smart in that you gave your team just one less thing to to worry about yeah. one less you know thing to manage and, and mm -hmm. take care of and you know it's nice because that takes some of the joy of the activities of, associated with this time and moves it out a little bit what mm -hmm. to a time where it's kind of nice I, i've you know been in a pair worked at a parish before and the epiphany party is a great alternative and and i think that for us setting some things up later can be good, but even better sometimes just not having to do everything. Right. Yeah. And having less 
less quote stuff to do. Yeah, you know, I mean, is is a relief so that you can spend more time just being together as a family. Yeah, um, you know, and and maybe doing some of the readings or if you have an Advent candle. Um, so some of the family activities I think can be really helpful. One of the things I I, I often recommend in my homilies during Advent is screen-free time. Oh, that's ingenious. You that's know, wise. Just, you know, um, turn off the phones, turn off the, the TV, turn off the computer, turn off the music, and right. just spend, you know, in the, in the beginning, maybe just 15 minutes with each other, just hanging out and talking, and then extend that as, as you know, the family becomes more comfortable in doing something like that. Right. No, you know, that's, there's real wisdom to that. One of my favorite times that in the winter, you know, it was mm-hmm. just before Christmas, and we had both of our daughters back from college, and so we, it was this time when we had really had a lot planned, and part of it was going to be watching some movies together, and we were really excited, and then the power goes out. <laughs> and so at first they were thinking, oh, this is, you know, worst Christmas ever, or, you know, like, you know, or worst run-up to Christmas ever. Right. But then what happened is we all ended up huddling around the one source of heat, which was our gas fireplace. Boy, we were happy to have that thing. Mm. And we just ended up talking. Just had, nice. And it was just a mm-hmm. wonderful evening. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was because there was that quiet and silence. And at first we didn't greet it with welcome. Sure. You know, yeah. We didn't all say, oh, hooray, an opportunity <laughs> for silence. But, but you know, it, it was a blessing and it mm-hmm. created space. And so what you're suggesting this 15 minutes and then building on it that's a really great move for parents because i don't want to shock you father but i think that in most families when the parents say you know what we're going to have screen free time they're not greeted with kids saying mom dad thanks so much for creating structure and order in our house you know thank you for uh, providing us limits is usually not what they tend to say. Yeah, you, you probably get the eye rolls or the groans or yeah. you know, even the grunts and like, oh. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, in fairness, I have to say that sometimes for me, creating silence in my own life, my first internal reaction mm-hmm. is there's almost this mild form of struggle that, that you have with all of your thoughts and all of your, you know, Hurriedness and, you know, shouldn't you be listening to this? Shouldn't you be doing this? And so it's not that our children don't at heart crave, you know, peace and silence. It's just, it's not what we're used to. Yeah, absolutely. And it's something that takes practice yeah. and perseverance and, and a willingness to, even in the midst of our thoughts running around in our heads when we're trying to settle down, to just persevere in that and just keep coming back to, you know, a simple phrase, come Lord Jesus, especially for Advent, you know, or Maranatha, you know, just something to settle, to settle ourselves. That's really wise. And so speaking as one who teaches spiritual formation, can you tell us, is it normal to have the struggle with uh, silence that we encounter? Every person I've ever worked with, including myself, <laughs> good. It, it is a struggle, yeah. and it's and it's something that um, the saints, you know, often talk about in terms of prayer, and 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 the struggle with uh, with thoughts racing, with um, uh, ways that the devil just kind of wants to distract us, right. and just keep coming back, just keep coming back and persevering. I like it. That's that's very helpful because 
it gives us comfort to know that it's not supposed to necessarily be easy. Right. You know, and few things that are really worthwhile are, of course. Exactly. But, but you know, persevering and sticking with it and just knowing that, you know, even in just making the effort, there's a blessing there. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, Showing up counts. Amen. <laughs> I love it. Well, we're with Father Jim Lee here on the Faith Retriever, and we're wrapping up our first segment here on how to evangelize through Advent, and we'll pick up more with Father Lee very soon. You're listening to Faith Retriever with Deacon Eric Page. We'll get back to the conversation right after this short break. Prayer for the Protection of Religious Liberty O God, our Creator, From your provident hand, we have received our right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You have called us as your people and given us the right and the duty to worship you, the only true God and your Son, Jesus Christ. Through the power and working of your Holy Spirit, you call us to live out our faith in the midst of the world, bringing the light and the saving truth of the gospel to every corner of society. We ask you to bless us in our vigilance for the gift of religious liberty. Give us the strength of mind and heart to readily defend our freedoms when they are threatened. Give us courage in making our voices heard on behalf of the rights of your church and the freedom of conscience of all people of faith. Grant, we pray, O Heavenly Father, a clear and united voice to all your sons and daughters gathered in your church in this decisive hour in the history of our nation, so that with every trial withstood and every danger overcome, for the sake of our children, our grandchildren, and all of those who come after us, that this great land will always be one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Eternal Father, I offer thee the most precious blood of thy divine Son, Jesus, in union with the masses set throughout the world today, for all the holy soul in purgatory. Amen. Faith Retriever is back with Deacon Eric Page and his special guest. Sit, listen. Hello, this is Deacon Eric Page with the Faith Retriever, and we're here with Father Jim Lee discussing how we can evangelize by celebrating Advent and help our families and ourselves grow closer to Jesus. Thank you so much, Father Lee. Oh, you're most welcome. This has been a delightful time with you so far. It has been, and I really liked as we were starting out, you talked about some very helpful things for us to remember. Amongst them was, of course, creating time for silence and letting the beauty of the season play out and let the celebration of the season be what it's meant to be, a time waiting for Jesus and a time when we're preparing for his second coming and being open to the mystery. The other thing you mentioned that I think was really insightful was the value of prayer and the need for us to take time in prayer. Do you have any guidance for how we can introduce into our lives prayer, maybe we've been, you know, starting off the Advent season with not as much prayer as we'd like to have in our lives. Any guidance for us about ways to introduce prayer into our lives and into our, into our children's lives? Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things I, I found so helpful and um, 
St. Teresa of Avila, um, great woman mystic and reformer of the Carmelite order and um, very practical person who in her own life talked about prayer as conversation, mm. conversation with your friend, conversation with someone you love. And as in any relationship, we need to take time. We need to set aside time. Uh, certainly in our, our worlds where, you know, as soon as you say, well, could we, people pull out their phones and go to their Google calendar and start, you know, and, and it's like, we, we need to be able to plan some time. Right. And with a, with a heart that's open, I, I know that the Lord wants to spend time with me. Mm-hmm. Can I respond to that invitation? Yeah. And can I respond to that, that yearning that's there, which is often kind of pushed aside because we are so busy. Right. Can, can I respond to that? And, you know, I, I suggest, I, I talk about the Father Jim patented two-hand method. Ah. Five minutes in the morning, five minutes at night. I like it. You know, and we got two hands just to remind ourselves. Yeah. So j- to begin with just simple five minutes in the morning, you know, giving thanks and praise to God for the, for the gift of this day, uh, for, the, for your family, for your friends. Take some time to bring to mind maybe those that, um, who need our prayer, mm-hmm. folks who might be sick or suffering, some of the great world events that cause um, so much consternation and, and stress. Um, and then at the end, just the, an offering. Lord, I'm going to be entering into my day. The kids are going to get up. Um, got to get ready for work, got to get the kids to school. I just offer all that this day is and has, just offer it to you and ask that I somehow be attentive to your mm-hmm. presence and then jump into your day. Yeah. You know, and then pretty much the same thing at the end of night, you know, or when you're getting ready to go to bed, um, just to take, you know, five minutes and reflect back on the day, do a short examination. And what are you thankful for? You know, where have the blessings been? Where have the challenges been? You know, what do you need to ask forgiveness for? Where you maybe didn't listen to your spouse or you're short with your kids or whatever. And then just simply ask for the blessing um, for, you know, a restful night's sleep so that you can enter into the new day refreshed and begin again. You know, being able to bookend our day with that will then seep into the rest of the day, you know, pretty much unconsciously. That's a very accessible way to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, and, you know, I think we can probably spare five minutes in our day on each end of it, at yeah. least at a minimum. You know, I, I liked how you mentioned that it's a response to God, which, mm-hmm. at least for me, it's helpful because sometimes I think, okay, what am I supposed to do to make prayer mm-hmm. fruitful? You know, in other words, what am I, you know, what's, what's my job here in mm-hmm. prayer? And so, you know, of course, we have our, our natural prayers we want to offer, but. What you're suggesting is that God's already made the invitation. Mm-hmm. So we're just, almost anything we do, anything that we say that's directed towards Him is going to, you know, bear fruit. Exactly, yeah. One, one of the things I found very, very um, helpful, and not so much helpful as, as nurturing my, my spiritual life, is we began perpetual adoration here in, in the parish in 2003. And, and I had, I signed up for, an hour on Thursday mornings at four o'clock and I would go in and I would be the only person there for an hour 
and I knew the Lord Jesus was waiting for me. I knew, I knew he was there. And as tired as I would be sometimes, or distracted as I would be, being in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament helped me realize that Jesus wants to spend time with me. That's beautiful. It really is. It's, and it's encouraging because it takes the pressure off. Yeah. And, it, you know, and it, it's also helpful in that, you know, this time of Advent and the you know, times we anticipate Christmas can be both incredibly beautiful and rich, but it can also be really challenging for folks, you know, especially if we've lost someone recently or things are not going as we'd like them to be going, to know that there's someone waiting to spend time with us that's there for us, entirely there for us, is encouraging. And it's so helpful to kind of know that there's the pressure's off, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be an adoration. I mean, that was just a very special time for me each week. But it could be, you know, in your prayer space. It could be with your morning cup of coffee, mm -hmm. sitting and having that time, knowing that the Lord, the Father, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, wants to be with us, wants to spend time, wants, is concerned about our day, is concerned about us. Yeah, I, I love that. And, you know, kind of getting to some of the point of the evangelization mm -hmm. angle of this, you know, because for many of us, if we're in the, if we're someone who's active in the life of the church, we really long to have our family mm. kind of mm. there with us with the same level of enthusiasm. And, you know, sometimes it's not quite that way. And we wonder how, how do we reach out to them? But one of the things that just I, I've found helpful is, and I'll confess, when I spend time with someone like you, Father, you pick up from the time spent with you, your intimacy with Jesus, that you're, that gives you a calmness and a peace and an openness that when I spend time with you, I'm relaxed because I know that there's the pressure's off because that depth of relationship you have with Jesus gives you patience to be with me because you spend time with someone who is so available to you. And, and that's available to all of us as parents. You know, if, if we're, the closer we are to him, mm -hmm. the more prepared we're, we are to be closer to our children and to create kind of that quiet space for them. In, yeah. And, and, and hopefully folks, you know, will experience that in and through us. Right. You know, and we don't have to preach a great deal, you know, in terms of our words, but our attentiveness. Yeah. Just, you know, to really listen, you know, and, you know, to ask those open-ended questions, you know, like, how is it going for you? Yeah. You know, how, how are these days before Christmas? You know, what, what's it like for you? Yeah. You know, and where do you find your focus? And, and you know, what, what are maybe some of your, your deepest longings? Because yeah. at Christmas, you know, all the commercials kind of right. play to those, you know, those little heartstrings. <laughs> so we buy something right. rather than find something that truly satisfies. You know, that's a really valuable thing because I think for all of us, you know, we feel a little bit of pressure to make Christmas amazing. You know, especially as parents, you know, you have this desire to, you know, make sure that it's perfect for our families, but what you describe being a person of peace, being a person who kind of brings that peace to somebody, I, that's really scarce. You know, we can all find more Christmas cookies somewhere. We can all <laughs> find, you know, or more Christmas cards. I mean, all those things are can be great, but mm -hmm. the the pure rush of all of them can be hard on people. And so, knowing that the first job for us is to kind of create that that spirit of quiet and of peace. Yeah, you know. Deacon Eric, what, what you mentioned just 
struck a chord in me because so often we spend time preparing, doing, setting up, getting the quote perfect kind of Christmas spirit and we get overwhelmed and distracted and really lose that for which we are yearning for. You know, which which is basically I think for most of us connection. Connection with one another, connection with our kids, with our spouse. Uh, an opportunity to to be more intimate, to go deeper, to to be touched, uh, you know, body, mind, spirit, and to yeah, to be able to I don't know to to to, to be lavished in that. Right, and so that this practice that you're recommending of you know consistent prayer and and creating space of silence and a practice of prayer, one of the things that comes to mind is that it frees us to feel less of that psychological pressure and less of that need to do it all. Because as you, we all know that the first step to making you know, Christmas more pleasant is setting aside some of the extra things that we do. Because we know that we add so much on ourselves and it's so tempting to do mm-hmm. it. But that's, not, that's easier to say than to do. But if we're grounded and if we take that extra time for prayer and that extra time for silence, now we're prepared to say, I don't need to do that. It's, I'm going to be okay if I don't send out the Christmas cards this year. Or maybe I'll just write a few myself, you know, handwritten versus sending out the mass-produced ones. You know, whatever the thing is that we need to set aside, that, that internal piece is kind of the key to doing it. Yeah, and, and I think one thing that's really important to, with Advent is to recognize Advent is to prepare us for Christmas and then to celebrate Christmas after Christmas, which is That's what the beautiful. church does, right? You know, from Christmas to Mary, Mother of God, to the right. Epiphany. So, you know, those two weeks are really a time to to rejoice and maybe make cookies, and, yeah, and and do the things that um, the rest of the world has kind of moved on from, and so we right. get to relish the the Christmas season. See, that's pure genius, Father. I love that because you know. After Christmas, you you have a lot of cookies on hand. You have a lot of things on hand, and you know, just taking some time to go visit your your family or have them come and you know, book some time to be together on the Epiphany. And my my wife's family is Italian, and they they celebrate a lot mm-hmm. on the, the Epiphany, which is beautiful because you know there's that opportunity to kind of really let the season be what it's meant to be, which is a twelve day celebration. Amen. Yep, that's great. Yeah. Well. Father Lee, this has been a true blessing as always. And as we wrap up, would you be willing to give us your blessing as we prepare to celebrate Advent properly? Oh, I'd love to. The Lord be with you. And may Almighty God bless you all. May the Lord's peace reign in your heart. May the coming of Christ our Savior fill you with his peace. And may Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you so much, Father Lee. You're welcome. It's been a joy. All right. God bless. Thank you. Join Faith Retriever each week for conversations about the faith and tips to engage family in the truth, beauty, and goodness of God's Word. Find Faith Retriever here on Sacred Heart Radio. Search sacredheartradio.org for programs and podcasts or listen on your favorite podcast platform.